hackers the GTL email system that the inmates use to communicate with people outside the prison. Officer Reevely blocked emails that my dad sent to my son and to my dad's friend, Sally. Let's talk about my dad's emails to Sally first. Sally has a GTL account. She is married to her husband, Jeffrey. As of February of 2020, Jeffrey did not have his own GTL email account. Jeffrey asked Sally to send some questions to my dad via Sally's email account. Sally did. When my father attempted to respond, Officer Reevely blocked my father's responses. My father wrote a grievance about his blocked emails to Sally. Per the first step of the grievance process, Counselor Schnauer answered the grievance on February 5th. I can barely read this man's handwriting on the grievance form, so I apologize if I am mispronouncing this man's name. Counselor Schnauer cited Warden Bulletin 2020-43. Warden Bulletin 2020-43 explains instances in which outgoing GTL emails might not be sent. Counselor Skinner responded to the grievance with, No unauthorized messages or messages to third parties will be sent. If you would like to message other people, they need to create an account with GTL email. I have Warden Bulletin 2020-43. This bulletin lists 10 instances in which an email may not be sent. The one that Counselor Skinauer is referring to is bullet number 8. Bullet number 8 says, The message contains an unauthorized correspondence with another offender or unauthorized recipient. This bulletin does not specifically address third-party messages at all. It doesn't even explain what an unauthorized recipient is. Executive Secretary Holly Martin of Illinois River Correctional Center states that, quote, Message procedures concerning GTL emails follow postal mail procedures, end quote. She wrote this response to a separate grievance that my dad filed about emails to me being blocked. We will get to those emails in a second. Holly Martin explains that the mail procedures are listed in the offender handbook and quotes the handbook. What's an offender handbook, you ask? Each incoming prisoner is supposed to get a handbook explaining how that prison works. These handbooks are not readily available to the general public. Time to file a freedom of information request? I think so. She quotes the handbook saying, quote, Incoming privileged mail may contain communications only from the privileged correspondent whose name and address appear on the envelope. If non-privileged material or correspondence from a third party is found to be enclosed, such material shall be treated as non-privileged mail. Let's clarify a few terms here. Authorized recipients for the emails are contacts that the prison staff has approved and have a GTL email account. Privileged correspondence for postal mail are contacts that the prison staff has approved. According to Illinois River Correctional Center's own rules, Sally's email to my dad that asked questions on her husband's behalf should have been blocked. Technically, Sally passing on a message from her husband is a third-party communication. If you remember, however, Sally's incoming email was not blocked. My dad's outgoing email was blocked. 
so what rule exactly did my dad break in his outgoing email to Sally? Sally and her husband Jeffrey are both privileged correspondents with my father. Not only can they write him letters, they can visit in person and electronically using video visits. Sally is also an authorized recipient because she has a GTL email account. I would guess that Jeffrey is considered an unauthorized recipient because he does not have a GTL email account. My dad sent the email to Jeffrey's wife, though, not to Jeffrey himself. Why block an email to Sally, an authorized recipient? I agree that Jeffrey should make his own GTL email account. Considering my dad is trying to get a message from one approved contact to another approved contact, why block it? You may be wondering about the content of the message. My dad was giving Jeffrey addresses for people to write on my dad's behalf. The message did not create any security issues. So again, I have to ask, why block it? Unless... The institution was afraid of what Jeffrey was going to say to those contacts. When my dad tried to email Jeffrey through Sally, he was indirectly communicating with Jeffrey. The situation with my son is more confusing. He didn't say, tell my grandson such and such. My dad tried to talk to my son directly through me. Was I passing on a third-party message? I guess I was. Just like with Sally, my email to my dad from my son was not blocked. My dad's response to my son was blocked. My son is authorized to write letters to his grandpa, Rocky, so he is a privileged correspondent by IDOC's definition. He can also visit in person and through video visits. You may be wondering if my son is an authorized recipient. By IDOC definition, he is not. My son can never be an authorized recipient because he cannot have his own GTL email account. You have to be 18 years old to have your own account. My son is only 10 years old. In my father's email, he tried to explain to my son how phone calls work. How we only get 20 minutes and then the call is cut off. Then he told my son how much he loved him and how grandpa would never hang up on him. Again, why block a message from one authorized contact to another authorized contact, especially if the message does not pose a security threat? The email blocks don't stop there. Officer Reevely decided that any and all emails from my dad to me mentioning my son will be blocked. Any and all emails to Sally mentioning Jeffrey are also being blocked. Even though my dad is in prison, he is still a grandfather to a minor, I must add. How do inmates with minor children or minor relatives in general communicate with them? Email me at freerocky at freerockynation.org and let me know about your experiences trying to communicate with your incarcerated loved ones. My dad filed a grievance about the blocked emails between my son and himself. Again, Counselor Skinner answered the grievance. He quoted the Warden Bulletin 2020-43 referencing that eighth bullet point. 
Then he stated that Correctional Officer Reevely is also the visitor coordinator, and Reevely determined that my dad's email was, quote, unauthorized correspondence with an unauthorized recipient, end quote. Only part of that statement is true. While my son is an unauthorized recipient, he is an authorized correspondent. Neither Reevely nor Skinauer elaborate on why my son was deemed an unauthorized correspondent. On March 15th, Counselor Skinauer recommended that the grievance be denied. My father elevated this grievance to the warden and the executive secretary, Holly Martin, answered. Then my dad elevated the grievance a step further to the administrative review board in Springfield. The ARB in Springfield ruled... Not that any rules were violated, but that blocking emails from my dad to and about my son is, quote, an administrative decision, end quote. They basically said, oh, well, that's what the warden said, so we're going to go with it. I need to point out that my dad can write letters to me about my son. He can talk to my son on the phone. I often put the phone on speaker so I can hear what is being said and keep up with their conversations. I send pictures of my son to my dad. My son writes letters and sends cards to my dad. My son does not have and can't have his own video visit account. When I schedule a video visit using my GTL account, I have to add my son as an authorized visitor. With all the permissions my son has, why is email such a big deal? Why is Springfield letting Illinois River Correctional Center off the hook here? Since the warden saw and signed off on the grievances, ultimately, it was Henthorne's decision. I don't agree with it. My dad doesn't agree with it. He used the grievance process and got nowhere. Now what? I can always write to my reps or constituent affairs, and I will. If you have had any of these issues, you should write to your reps too. And email me at freerocky at freerockynation.org. Listen to the Free Rocky Nation on Amazon Music, Castro, CastBox, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Overcast, Pandora, Podfriend, and Spotify. Email us with your questions, comments, or experiences at freerocky at freerockynation.org. Don't forget to visit our blog at freelarryrockyharrisx2.com. Like us on Facebook at LarryRockyHarris1959. Buy my dad's books on Amazon. You'll find titles such as Never Ending Nightmare, Chronicling His Sham Trial That Brought Him This 65-Year Sentence, 100 Filthy and Raunchy Jailhouse Jokes, 100 More Filthy and Raunchy Jailhouse Jokes, and The Prisoner's Guide to Filing a Winning Grievance.